Hi and welcome back to this podcast from 1914 to 1918war.com. In this episode we'll be continuing our reading of Five Months at Anzac. I do hope you're enjoying this series. If you are, please can you leave a review. It will help me to get feedback as to how people are finding the series and uh, it helps other people to find it of, of like minds. Anyway, that's uh, that over. Please do it. On with the series. Uh, next chapter is called Artillery. Everything you hold for files is at stake. You are to start the Berührung with the way. Then you leave the unflötigen Weltumfang Chapter 26. Artillery. Watching the field artillery firing is very interesting. I went one day with General Johnston of the New Zealand Artillery to Major Standish's battery, some distance out on the left, and the observing station was reached through a long sap. It was quite close to the Turks' trenches, close enough to see the men's faces. All directions were given by telephone, and an observer placed on another hill gave the result of the shot, whether under, over, or to the right or the left. Errors were corrected and the order to fire again given, the target, meanwhile, being quite out of sight of the battery commander. It was amusing to hear the heated arguments between the artillery and infantry, in which the latter frequently and vehemently asseverated they could have taken the bloody place, only our own artillery fired on them. They invariably supported these arguments by production of pieces of shell which had bloody near put their bloody lights out. Of course, the denials of the artillery under these accusations were very emphatic, but the production of the shell fragments was awkward evidence, and it was hard to prove an alibi. The advent of the hospital ship Maheno resulted in a pleasant addition to our dietary, as the officers sent ashore some butter, fresh bread, and a case of apples. The butter was the first I had tasted for four and a half months. The Maheno belonged to the Union Company and had been fitted up as a hospital ship under the command of Colonel Collins. He was the essence of hospitality and a meal on board there was a dream. While we were away along the beach for a swim one afternoon, the Turks began shelling our quarters. It had not happened previously and everyone thought we were out of range. The firing lasted for about an hour and a half I fully expected that the whole place would be smashed. On the contrary, beyond a few mules and three men hit, nothing had happened, and there was little in the ground to show the effects of the firing. I noticed the same with regard to the firing of the naval guns. They appeared to lift tons of earth, but when one traversed the position later, very little alteration could be detected. The Turks, however, started at night again, and one shot almost buried me in my dugout. The number of transports that came in and out of Anzac while we were there was marvellous and a great tribute to the British Navy. There is no question as to who is mistress of the sea. Occasionally we heard of one being torpedoed, but considering the number constantly going to and fro, those lost were hardly noticeable. The Southland was torpedoed while we were in Gallipoli, and Major Millard, who was on board, told me that there was not the slightest confusion and only one life was lost. That brings us to the end of a short chapter in Five Months at Anzac. 
Just so you know, there was one sentence where the author had tied himself in knots trying to avoid swearing, so I just replaced all of his convolutions with the word bloody, which I think just made it more listenable. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. Leave a review. Thanks a lot. Bye.